Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, please visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. And welcome in to episode 58 of The Grid. Episode for Vaughn Miller, former Texas A&M Aggie, two-time Super Bowl champion, also Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 50. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit different, and that's because uh, Jeremiah is no longer with us here on the, you know, here at the Advocate and here on the Grid. Uh, and Mike, I'll just kind of turn it over to you from from there. Jeremiah, someone that we're going to miss quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jeremiah's been with us for a little over a year now. He did a lot of hard work for us, uh, really helped us out, and we're going to miss him, and uh, we wish him well in whatever he does in the future. Yeah, I know it was weird coming into the office today, not seeing him right across from me, but we're definitely going to miss him. He, you know, did a lot of hard work, a lot of really good work for us, and not not someone that'll be easy to replace uh you know best uh you know if you're listening to jeremiah best of luck to you we you know we're rooting for you yeah and i, I know all the people at east you know he covered victoria east i know they're gonna miss him because uh they obviously became familiar <laughs> with him and it's nice you know when you get kind of develop that relationship with a, a reporter that covers your beat uh makes you a little more comfortable <laughs> So, again, we want to thank Jeremiah. We hope everything goes well for him, and uh, I'm sure it will. Yeah, it's, you know, I went to East today. I went to go talk to Coach Reeve. And, you know, first thing, you know, I go into his office. First thing, as soon as he closes the door, we sit down. So, where's Jeremiah? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the, you know, that's the first thing, which I don't blame him. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be wondering, too. Now, he's, you know, got a totally different-looking dude, and, you know, and they're a lot more colorful attire <laughs> from over here. Uh, but we'll go ahead and get into it. A lot of high school football to discuss, and we got some golf to discuss as well this week. The UHV, UHV doing doing some good things out on the golf course this week. But we'll start on the gridiron, and here at home, Victoria West back to their winning ways, sixty six to ten against Corpus Christi Ray. And this was we talked about it last week, Mike. It was a it was a bounce back spot for West. They were reeling from the re- reeling from their loss to uh, Corpus Christi Veterans and. The one thing I wanted to see, you don't want a team to beat you twice. You don't want to. You don't want the performance to linger into the next week. And I know from West, when they had lost to Corpus Christi Vets, they they were hurt. You know, it, they were in some pain from that. So to see them, you know, come out, take care of business, not let one team beat them twice, do what they need to do, and just start to finish dominate the game and raise a team that you know they should beat, and they took care of business. They did. It was good to see Wes, you know, get out on get out on the front foot the way they did, and that's you know that's really what I wanted to see from them. And then Mike, you were at Hallettsville this week. They retired Jonathan Brooks's number, and then Jay Sean Price, you know, had a little performance with Jonathan Brooks in attendance. Yeah, Jay Sean had a great game. Um, they they totally dominated Hempstead. Uh, Hempstead, um, you know, that's a tough situation for them. Their numbers weren't very good. Uh, I was also looking. Uh, Floyd Ragsdale from uh, who you know was at Edna last year went back to Hempstead. I I didn't see him. I asked one of their players and they, they said they he was hurt. So uh, another blow for them. That they're they they're going to have a tough time to win a game in that district. I don't think they will. But it was good that Hallsville jumped out to that big lead. I think it was thirty six to nothing at half. That gave everybody you know. 
kind of chance to just relax and enjoy the ceremonies for Jonathan Brooks. And uh, that was really nice. Uh, I think Jonathan, I know after speaking with him, he really appreciated that. And as I said, I, I don't remember an, a number in high school around here being retired like that. So that was special. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, that's something that Jonathan will always keep with him. Yeah, it's uh, I read in your article, Mike, that Coach Montgomery, he let, you know, because they did so well in the first half, he let the kids come yeah. out and watch the ceremony as well. So you mentioned getting off to that fast start, you know, yeah. allowed even the players to kind yeah. of enjoy the moment they well, were part he, of. He said it was distraction, but a good distraction. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's a good. And then second half, they had a running clock. And I mean, that second half went by in a flash. So, uh, you know, it worked out. Everybody, I think they had a huge crowd. Everybody enjoyed it, you know, and um, I think it, it was just a good night overall for Hallettsville. Yeah, and then over in the Lavaca River Showdown, uh, Edna, it, you know, they really took it to Industrial in that second half. It was a close game for a half. You know, credit mm-hmm. to Industrial. They, you know, they played with them. They scored with them. But eventually, Jaden Clay, Cade Rodas, that offense, just too much to handle for a – too much to handle to, for Industrial, 56-35, to 35 and – Edna's got a big one this week. They'll be playing yeah. Goliad in what's essentially a district title game. Yeah, you're right. And uh, according to what Jeremiah told me, I kind of asked him how everybody looked. He said uh, the difference was Edna made a lot of big plays, mm-hmm. and that's what really turned the game is they, they would bust a big run or have a big pass play. And we all know Edna has that capability. Oh, yeah. Rodas and Braylon Harris, yeah. I mean, they get in the open field, yeah. kiss them goodbye. Yeah, so that, that apparently was the big difference in that. And as you said, they're going to play uh, Goliad this week. And uh, – that with both of them being undefeated, that should decide. The I don't even think title. there's another one loss team in the district. I think everyone um, else in the district has multiple yeah. losses. Well, I think maybe uh, London has one loss. Okay, yeah. But but London still has to play Goliad, and, and they play Industrial this week. So uh, we'll see about that. That's a big game. But uh, yeah, you know uh, that uh, Goliad Edna game is one of three that we have in the area that could determine. You know or will uh, at least affect the, the outcome of a district. Yeah, so, you know, really exciting stuff this week. We have an awesome slate of high school football this week, and we'll get into that right after the break. We're going to hear this message from White Trash Services and talk about what's ahead in week nine. I can't believe we're nine weeks into the high school football season already. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm joined by B.J. Nelson. B.J., White Trash Services, what is it and and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off companies. And, you know, y'all are are big advocates for for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 
850-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. All right, we are back. Episode 58 of The Grid. And we're going to start with Victoria West. They got a big one this week against Corpus Christi Carroll. Carroll was the team that, at the start of the season, it's like, okay, if someone in this district is going to surprise you, someone in 14-5A Division One, if anyone makes that jump from not in the postseason to the postseason, it's going to be Carroll. East took care of business earlier this year. They handled Carroll in their first district game. That was a massive re- win for Coach Charlie Reeve and company. Now West has to go down to Corpus Christi and play and play the Tigers. And this is a talking to West this week. There, the players are excited. They're excited for this one because they know, hey, playoff implications. But they're also excited because they know if we win this game, we basically knock them out of the playoffs. So they're, you know, they're excited for that part of it. Of hey, we get to knock someone out. We get to kind of crush their hopes, crush their dreams a little bit. So on the West side of things, they're really excited to at the prospect of that. Carroll does, you know, they do a lot of different things offensively. They're aware of that. And on defense, they like to disguise what they do, make everything look the same, and then just attack you, you know, whether it's blitzing or, or dropping in coverage. They're going to make everything look the same. So they're aware of it. But Wes has really been running the ball effectively this year. In district play, each district game, even the loss against Corpus Christi Vets, they, they've run for over 200 yards, over seven yards a carry in each district game. So that's something that bodes well. If they're able to do that again, hard to see them hard to see them losing with how they've been able to run the football so interested to see how that one turns out and what's you know I'm not gonna say a playoff eliminator because if West loses they still have a path to the postseason but for Carroll certainly a playoff eliminator this is a game they must win so exciting things going on in district 14 5a Victoria East homecoming this week got a chance to talk to coach Charlie Reeve they're playing Corpus Christi Moody and Really, the, the buzzwords this week are discipline and efficiency. Corpus Christi Moody, they run the slot T. This is the first time East has faced a slot T offense. A little bit dif- different situation from when West played Corpus Christi Moody because when West had played them, they had played a, t- a couple of teams who run the slot T already, or one team at least who had run the slot T already this year. So they had some familiarity with the with the offense. East does not enter with that same familiarity, so they're – very alert, talking about discipline this week. And then offensively, just efficiency, because if Moody gets the offense going, they can hold the ball five, six, seven, eight minutes at a time. East knows every time they touch the ball, they want to score every time they touch the ball anyway. But they know that this week it could become a little bit more of a factor if Moody's offense gets rolling, that they could potentially limit their own offensive opportunities. So discipline on defense, efficiency on offense. That's what East is talking about this week as they head into homecoming. But one they're expected, you know, this is one they're expected to win. West beat them fifty-three to zero down, or fifty-three to seven down in uh, Corpus Christi. Let's see what the let's see what the Titans do this week as we build towards the East-West showdown here in a couple of weeks. Mike, you will be at Refurio Shiner now. Mike is never at Refurio Shiner, <laughs> as y'all know. I say that as a joke. He's there for every sport, for everything. Mike, talk about you know you've been on both campuses this week. You talked to both coaches. What are you you know what are your expectations, Refurio Shiner? Well, at the beginning of the year, as you know, you saw Shiner. Uh, this game looked like oh my gosh, it's going to be a blowout, you know. But Shiner has uh, gotten things together the last few weeks. Uh, that was a big win they had over three rivers. Big win. It was huge. Um, 
they they are playing a lot better. Uh, they're uh, they're executing. I think it took them a while to find out what this group can do well, and I think they know that now. And they're throwing the ball a little more than they normally do, obviously, because uh, and they still have Trace Bishop at running back, Taj Brooks. Um, so uh, that's one thing, and I, and um, and on Refurio's side, um, they're they're happy with where they're at. Although uh, Coach Herring did express a little concern over, you know, some of his games they've only really been able to play a half because right. they've been so far ahead. And you know, eventually when you get to the second or third round of the playoffs, you've got to play four quarters. So that's a bit of concern, but. You know, these two have um, – there's been a few blowouts in this uh, series. This will be, I believe, the uh, 12th or 13th time they're playing. Um, I've seen all but one, actually. Uh, that was uh, one year with Fury, 135 to nothing. I, I think I had Bay City El Campo that night. But uh, – um, I, I expect uh, – you know, Shiner's not going to back down. Um uh, I think one of the players told me, and I think this is true for both sides, um, you know, when Shiner and Refurio play people, a lot of times they walk on the field, they've got people beat, they, you know, because they intimidate people. Right. But Shiner doesn't intimidate Refurio, and Refurio doesn't intimidate Shiner. So that means what that means is these kids play hard, and they're not, you know, they don't have that mental thing in their head. So I, you know, I think um, obviously Refurio is more talented this year. That's no secret. But uh, if you know, so it's just a matter. I think if Refurio plays well, then I think Refurio should win. But Shiner's been known, especially on its home field, to to do some things. Shiner is they epitomize a team that because they're so young this year. They just needed to get a win. They needed something to go right because they played such a tough non-district schedule. And oftentimes that's a that's really a good thing for your team, especially a team like Shiner who traditionally they expect to be playing deep into the postseason. So they want to play higher level competition, get their kids used to having to raise their game to a different level. But for this team, I, I think it dropped their confidence so far the first four or five weeks of the season. They didn't feel like they could do anything right. Then they got a couple of wins. They beat Bloomington. They beat Three Rivers. And now it's like, okay, we have some plays that work. We can throw the ball. We can get a push at the line of scrimmage. We can do things correctly. Yeah. And now you're starting to see for Shiner kind of the fruits of that labor early in the year as they're starting to chug along a little bit, and these players are building some confidence. Yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, I think I'm sure if uh, Coach Bedeker had his wish, they they wouldn't have played that schedule, um, but you know it, it, it's one of those things. Refurio faces the same thing. Nobody wants to play you, so you yeah, gotta, no one in two A yeah, is scheduling them. So you've got to schedule what you can. And uh, he did say something like, "I said, what was you know?" He said it was so nice to see the, uh, you know after that Bloomington game, mm-hmm. their first win. It was so nice to see the kids smiling after yeah. a game. You know, to finally see that. Hey, if you continue to work hard, this is what happens, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's really good. And it, you know, ne- don't ever question Shiner or Refurio's work ethic. Believe me, those teams work hard, and uh, you know they have talent. They're successful, but they also put in the work. 
Yeah, and then moving on, we're gonna talk about Edna Goliad just really quickly here. Mike, you've you know you've seen Goliad at least in the scrimmage. I've seen Edna play. I want to talk about Edna because they're good on a line of scrimmage and big plays, big passing plays, big running plays from Rodas. And that's if Edna hits the big plays, it's really because I mean even Refurio, it took a massive second half effort for Refurio to come back into that game and eventually beat them in double overtime in a controversial kind of way. Um, if Edna hits the big play, it's hard to see them losing. For Goldiad, what do they, you know, what's their key to the set success? What's their path to victory? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, I saw Edna, of course, against Bay City, yeah. and they beat Bay City with two big plays, two big uh, running plays up the middle. They busted them. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been uh, Edna's MO this year is uh, they'll hit you with a big play. Uh, Goliad, meanwhile, um, uh they, I don't know if they still are. Early in the year, they were running both the slot T and the spread. I'm not sure if they continued with that or went back to one or the other. But uh, their defense is going to have to play well. That's the bottom line. I mean, uh, they're going to have to limit the big plays. Goliad can't make mistakes. Well, and defense is a strength of their team Yeah, as it well. is. But, uh, you know, they've been scored upon by some teams. Mm-hmm. Look at what Ty Davin did to yeah. them. And you look what Jordanton did to them. So, I mean, they've got to play better than that on defense uh, to try and limit. And, you know, and here's the thing. Um, Edna's been known to make mistakes of its own, you know, and turn the ball over. Uh, look, you were at the Refurio game. So, uh, you know, if they make mistakes like that, then uh, that that would obviously help Goliad. Uh, I think Goliad, the keys for Goliad are just – have to play good defense and and limit your you really cut out your any mistakes yeah and then of course we'd be remiss if we didn't mention another big district game this week Beeville and Calhoun uh Mike you've seen both these teams in action yeah. talk about what you're expecting from this one well you know when I think about this game I think about uh the time the couple of times when I went to Port Lavaco where Calhoun broke its long uh playoff streak where they hadn't been in the playoffs in years and that was a game against Beeville, and that the, the crowd just went crazy. And then the next year, I went down to Beeville, and Beeville beat him for the district championship. So these teams have played each other before. Uh, Calhoun, we know we know the secret for them. There's no secret. I mean, they run the option. They got they can't put the ball on the ground. They want to keep the ball and keep Beeville's off of offense off the field because. Beeville's offense is pretty potent. I mean, they, they were able to score a couple of times against Cuero, and uh, that's their only loss so far this year. Uh, they're doing uh, – Coach Sosa and his son Eric, the offensive coordinator, doing a real good job. And uh, their quarterback, Elijah Sestida, can throw the ball a little bit. So they're not just – they run kind of a wing tee, but they're not one-dimensional by any stretch. So uh, – I think it's going to come down to who's ever defense, you know, can contain the other's offense better. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to look at and potentially another, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll quite say de facto district title mm-hmm. game, but definitely probably a title eliminator over there. That's a, going to be a really fun one to watch. But we're going to go ahead and hear a message from Thriving Financial. Then we're going to come back with some UHV golf. The Jaguars doing some good things at the Victoria Country Club this week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrick works with clients to create financial strategies 
that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. And we are back. Our final segment today, some golf. UHV played in their fall classic this week, and it was a nail-biter out at the Victoria Country Club, Mike. UHV men win 899-900. to They won by one stroke. They won by a single stroke over Blinn and Joshua Vanderwath, UHV junior, dominated dominated the field throughout the entirety of the three rounds. Won the individual title with two under par, the only player under par in the tournament, men or women. Won by six strokes over Jacob Pena, a former uh, St. Joseph golfer here here from Victoria. Uh, Vanderwath. Tournament best 69 in round one. Mo- Monday, for those of y'all who listen who are in Victoria, Monday was a chilly, windy day. Mm. I enjoyed it coming out of the house <laughs> in the morning. It felt nice. Playing golf in that weather, not quite as fun. Everyone talking about, oh, it's so miserable. It's not good out here. Well, what, what does Mr. Vanderwath do? He just used a 69. Cool cool three under. Cool, cool three under in round one. So he got off to a good start. Went into the last day. He was only up by three strokes going into the last round. He said he was, you know, kind of on edge there. Didn't quite get his rhythm. Sank a birdie putt on 11 to put himself up by three strokes. And that's when he said, as soon as he made that putt, he felt like he was settled in. And he went and he went off. Shot three under in the la- in the you know shot three under in the last seven holes. Comes away with the individual title at the UHV Fall Classic. First win, first win of the season over there for them, so they're really excited. UHV women finished second, six strokes back behind Our Lady of the Lake. Emily Bickelman and Mia Lerma tied for third individually. Uh, and Bickelman shot a tournament best 78 in the last round. She had a she had a rough first day. She shot 87 on day one. Talked to her after round two. She said, I, I just felt like I was making dumb mistakes. I didn't take the, the course super seriously round one. Came back round two, 78. No one else the entire tournament shot under 80. She, shoot, she shoots 78. Finished two shots back of the league lead and her and teammate Mia Lerma tie for third place in the uh, in the UHV Fall Classic. So Jaguar Golf, their last event until the uh until until the spring, they end things on a high note. Yeah, and I uh Sam I talked to S I D Sam Fowler uh and he was telling me that uh someone told him the greens were as fast as they'd ever the- seen them and so the for him to have that score is quite amazing. The greens were fast, and that's one thing. Driving around, the, I love getting in a golf cart and just wreaking havoc driving around the course. They love me over at the Victoria Country Club. Um, just seeing the golfers and kind of how they're reacting, they were very conservative with their putting. A couple, you know, some of those greens are really tough. I have a friend who's a, I have a friend from high school who's a pro golfer. He's not a huge fan of playing in Victoria. He's like, this is a tough course. Like yeah. this, this course is no joke. And the greens being what they were, it was. It made it made the golfers hesitate a little bit, which I mean, Vanderwath coming in shooting a 69 round one. He said that familiarity with the course, knowing when he could miss, where he could miss, when he just absolutely couldn't miss, that played a huge factor in his win. And then also Sam Fowler. I don't know if you saw his photos of uh, coach of coach over there getting the Gatorade bath yeah. or the or the water bath that he sent to us yesterday. That was. Absolutely fantastic. Those are up on our site, victoriaadvocate.com, for anyone who wants to take a look at that. 
But that'll do it for us today. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Episode 58 of The Grid. Some great football this week. West traveling down to Corpus Christi Carroll. East homecoming against Moody. Refurio Shiner. Edna Goliad. Beville Calhoun. A lot of good football this week. We're excited for it. We'll see you guys next week.